0: In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. I bear witness there is no god but Allah, and Muhammad is His Messenger. I would like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We said in the Arabic language of "Assalamu alaikum." This morning we will be going. Well, alaikum salam, sir. Yes, sir. This morning we're going to be going over the mind of God, part two. And based on how long it is, we probably going to do a part three for those who may be tuning, tuning in elsewhere. uh, If you would like to join us on the live Zoom call to be able to share with us, you can go to www.brotherbenlinks.com and click that button at the top. You're going to automatically see it. Once you see it, it's going to open up your text messages and have you text the word nation. All you have to do is hit send and you can come on every morning with us on the Zoom call. Those of you all uh, who are on the Zoom call, those of you all who are on the Zoom call, you can um, please take notes because at the end when we ask everyone to share what stood out to them, we would like to hear your thoughts and what stood out to you. Please, when you all are speaking, please be in a good area, an area that... um, doesn't have a lot of noise make sure that we can hear you because this is being uh this is being streamed so let's go ahead and get started with the mind of god part two
1: and then they nailed him that's god's child man and they nailing him that's heavy stuff and the nails got so hard man he's hanging and he's saying hey is this real God why have you forsaken me See, he began even to think strange thoughts about God and let me tell you something when you follow truth and it gets you in trouble you begin to wonder why did I ever believe it was like meeting a man you know and you fall in love with him sister he's so cute but in the delivery room. When cuteness manifests itself into showing up pain, <laughs> then you may cuss that man in the delivery room, right, yeah. say, Lord, when did I ever meet this nigga? <laughs> and some women cuss their husband right. under those circumstances. So you can imagine Jesus, he's in pain, and he's saying, my God. Why have you forsaken me? God let him go right to the hour when he gave up the ghost. God let him go to that hour where the enemy thought they had triumphed over him. God let him go all the way to atone and then showed his power. Now look, brothers and sisters, God is making somebody. And Jesus don't ask you and me to worship him he said if you want to be an heir to what I'm an heir to then come follow me don't run from your cross you thought just he had one you sing the song must Jesus bear the cross alone and all these black folk go free Mm-mm. There's a cross for you, and there's one for me. And anytime you stand up for freedom in this land, anytime you stand up for justice, brother, and you stand against oppression is a cross for you.: Yes sir. But if you run from the cross, you'll never get the cross.. Yes, but if you go to it knowing that God is with you, then you start coming up into his thinking. Yes. See? Now, everybody all right? Yes, sir. When you open this book, I'm going to open it now. Thank you, Brother Eddie 2X, for allowing me to use this. My book, my lessons, I carried them with me to Baghdad and they got lost in my bag. So, whoever got my bag got a Bible, a Quran, lessons, tape. so he got enough to get out of that thing. <laughs> now, this we're talking about lost, found Muslim lesson number one. It says this lesson number one is said to be the student's assignment. Who are we? Students. Are you a student and don't have an assignment? What kind of teacher you got? And the teacher doesn't give you an assignment. So when you come into the mosque, you're not joining the church. You come in to the nation and you get what is called a student's enrollment. You come in here as a student. Who's the teacher? Not Farrakhan. The class is headed by God, It's a class That will bring us up Into his mind Look Lesson number one Lays the base Of our work today What is our work? Our work is To raise our people up From a dead level And put them on top of civilization. That's our work. Yes, we are a part of the work ourselves. We have to come up from where we think and the way we act and go on top of civilization. Lesson number one lays the base of our work today. I'm going to stop right there. Just the base of our work, it's the foundation. How does it start? If you look at the lessons, It starts with the question, why? Why isn't the devil settled on the best part of the planet Earth? It didn't say who is the devil. He already taught you that in the student enrollment. Once you get in here, you know God and the devil right off the bat, not two spirits.
2: That's right. That's right. right.
1: But two human beings yes.
3: right.
1: Right. one supreme in knowledge and righteousness yes. one supreme in wickedness who is the original man that's who who is the colored man that's who yes. what is the population of the original nation in the wilderness of North America and all over the planet Earth what is the square mileage of the earth how much is the land ain't nobody asked why yet but when you get to lesson number one the question why is answered and when you go to your dictionary and look up the word why you're getting into reason cause purpose you bought a fine suit Why? I notice all the brothers, you know, with these leather coats. Why? Why? What is your
0: motive?
1: I know what mine was when I bought mine, I just wanted a coat. (laughs) What's your motive? Well, I wanted to wear what the minister wears. But that's not good enough. It's good, but yet it's not good enough. Because their spirit may not be the same as mine. And if the spirit of you is not the same, then your motive or for doing the thing is not the same, and you'll never get the same results. Man, the minister's head got waves in it. So I'll relax mine. <laughs> I'm gonna get me some waves. You know what I mean? Cap, I don't see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, we we have a good time here. I don't but my I'm I'm trying to get you to see something. You don't do things Because someone else does it. You must find out why they did what they did. So you can do it not from rote, but do it from the spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? I wear bow tie. I didn't ask nobody else to wear one. Everybody got one. Why? You answer. No, no, I don't want you to answer. I mean, it's rhetorical, you know. Why? Why do you do what you do? How are you, sister? Can I shake your hand? How's your mother? Why are you asking? What is your motive? what is your cause what is your purpose see when you start digging into why you start getting up into what makes people say the things they say do the things they do now you are getting up on the inside of people not the outside now when master Farad Muhammad gave us these lessons He starts asking why right off. Why isn't the devil settled on the best part of the planet earth? He wants you to understand reason, cause, purpose. But then the honorable Elijah Muhammad said to me, the real question isn't why. The real question is why did he ask why? (laughs) Now when you understand why God asked why, then you're getting up into God's thinking. Now when you get up into God's thinking you're gonna run into a world that you never seen before and it'll blow your mind the way God thinks. And if you're an emotional creature then you can't walk with God. I'm gonna prove that in a minute. Brothers and sisters, we got emotion and they're good but they're not sufficient To make us into what God wants We have intelligence And the capacity To think and reason It is this that got to be turned on If we want to become Like God Now, y'all ready with this now? Okay, and I'm going to take A couple of lessons And I'm going to raise a question And then I'm going to ask Why did God ask why? So you get up into his thinking Then I'm going to go to the Quran and the Bible and give you an idea of emotion and how emotion messes up following God. Now, why isn't the devil settled on the best part of the planet Earth? Because the Earth belongs to the original black man.
4: Huh? I
1: thought Africa! I thought Africa belonged to the original black man. Mm-mm. Listen to what God is saying: the earth belongs to the original black man. Now they fighting over Kuwait. It's the 19th province. It's mine. The Kuwaitis say. It's mine. God is saying, "Go ahead, kill each other," because it belongs to the original black man. Well, after you all finish fighting,
3: somebody else will come.
1: Yes, sir. Palestine—that's ours. Who are the Palestinians? Who are the real Palestinians? Who are the original inhabitants? Of that land called Iraq. Oh, yeah. Who are the original people that came up around the Tigris and the Euphrates yeah. River? The Chaldeans, the Mesopotamians. Who are they? That's your people. Yes, sir. Right. You've been pushed out of the right. best part of the planet, and others have usurped your lands and your authority and your power. Yes. Go ahead. But because you don't know who you are, you just think Africa is yours. Right. And they got that. That's right. That's right. But Allah says the earth belongs to the original black man. Then He gives you the square mileage of your home. What is the square mileage of the earth? 196,940,000 square miles how much is the land how much is the water the land is 57,255,000 square miles and the water is 139,685,000 square miles why are you teaching me this god because look anytime you go to buy some property they tell you right. your lot that's is right. That's, right. that's right and it's yeah. bordered by so you can lay claim to what is yours. Right. He's telling you your lot is 196 million nine hundred and forty thousand 940,000 square miles. So I look man, I'm a citizen. I don't care where I go on the earth. I know that I'm at home. That's right. I don't go no place asking am I at home. Right. I go to China and talk like I talk In Africa. That's right. Because I know how the Chinese got there. I know when they got there. And I know who sent them there. And I just about know how long they're going to be there. Oh, no, you don't tell God how He should act on His own earth. The earth is the Lord. Yes. And the fullness thereof. Who are the Lords that the earth belongs to? It is the righteous. And the righteous shall inherit. The kingdom, huh? Oh man, let's go on. And knowing that the devil was wicked, yes, and there would not be any peace among them, he put him out in the worst part of the earth, and kept the best part preserved for himself. Ever since he made it, now he told you that the earth belongs to the original black man, the whole of it. That's right. Then he put the Caucasian out in the worst part of it and kept the best part for himself but even the worst part belongs to him but he just put the enemy in the worst part where's the best part the best part is in Arabia at the holy city of Mecca well who's over there now the enemy and is he trying to settle why did God ask why he wanted you to know what was so you could understand what is, then you would know what is about to come down. Now look, I know white folk got powerful weapons, you ain't got to tell me. But they're not going to settle there. I know they're bad, brother, and you with them, some of you. But the brothers in the desert are writing me every day, they want to get up out of there. Because the wicked is not going to settle there that kind of land is for God and the righteous and he spews out of his land those that are not in accord with his righteousness now why isn't the devil settled? he God wants you to understand something about the way his mind works so you can stop thinking like him in the domain that you rule over well where do you rule Well, I, 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 I tried to rule my house. Well, good. (laughs) Then let's see how you should rule your house. First of all, if you're the ruler of your house, everything in your house should be in accord with you. I want you to listen to this good now, because we're thinking mathematical now, not emotional. (laughs) This is my son, this is my daughter, this is my family, this is my house. I provided it for my family. Good. But my family now, if you provide a house for them, then you lay down some rules. And that's how there's peace in the house. Because you understand who the boss is and you follow the rules. Now, I know some of you don't like no rules. Man, who's he think he is? (laughs) Me. When I should come in and who I can bring in and all that kind of stuff. So you start doing your thing, then your father says, well, son, since you can't come in when I ask you to come in, and you won't do what I ask you to do, and uh, you go on out of here. Don't even pack nothing because you didn't buy a damn thing in here. Don't pack nothing. That's That's right. Just get your raggedy behind in the street." And uh, you go on out of here. Don't even pack nothing because you didn't buy a damn thing in here. Don't pack nothing. That's right. That's right. Just get your raggedy behind in the street. Put him out in the worst part. And Jack, when you get put out in the ghetto, I don't know <laughs> nothing worse than to be homeless and hungry in the ghetto where everybody is eating something or somebody. <laughs> now, what is this teaching the ministers, the captain, the secretary? You're trying to set up something. We ain't got no time for no contrary men and women here. That wastes a lot of time. If you come, you come because you recognize that there's wisdom here. You don't come to teach God. You come to be taught of God by God. So you come as a child. Don't come rebellious. Don't get out. Look, man. And because there would not be any peace among them, he put him out. Well, that's the law. That's the law for the earth that's the law for the mosque that's the law for your home that's how you stop thinking like God you start saying where is peace at because peace is the way of God and the way of God being peace you can't have peace unless you submit your will to do God's will God should be the master of your house God's way should be the master in your house, and everybody that don't want to submit to God's way, pack it up, and roll on out, and when they get out in the street, and the winds begin to whoop them, because the scripture said, when he put him out, they'll be wailing and gnashing national teeth. that's what's on the outside of peace. When you rebel against God and won't follow the rules of the house, then you got to go out in the street where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth, because God's got a force out there to beat you up. Yeah. Then when you come back to the house, you come back like the prodigal son. Hey, Father, Father! <laughs> I have sinned. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Can I just come in? I don't want to be nothing just, just 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 let me in. He put him out. And let me tell you something. It's easy to say. But we love our children. And it's difficult to do. It's difficult when you got a rebel in your house and you love him and you're guided by the emotional side of love and not the practical side of love to make excuses for your child but when you're guided by the mathematical principle which is love not this old mushy madness but if you say in the scripture God is love God ain't no emotional bag of wind he's up God that punishes with love, huh? Yes, sir. Making sense? Yes, sir. We're going to try to think like God now. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Now listen to this. Well, that, that's just one, and I—I I mean, we could go all the way down the list, but I don't have time. There's some other things I want to say to you, and if I don't hurry, I won't be able to get it in. So if you don't mind, you that have your lessons, you do that. You start looking at a principle. The devil was wicked. That's a good reason to put somebody out. They're wicked. And there would not be any peace among them. Listen to what Saddam Hussein said on the television. They asked him, why do you say that this battle is the mother of all battles? he said well what battle is more significant than when god leads one side and the devil leads another see and he is saying that bush is the satanic force that's that's leading but naturally bush is not going to say i'm the devil (laughs) Bush last night was trying to transform himself into an angel of light. Our cause is moral, our cause is just, our cause is right, and therefore we shall win. One of them is a liar. Will the real devil please stand up? You understand? Alright, now. Now, emotion creeps in among the best of us. I took a little time this evening and checked on this word, you know, emotion. One dictionary said it is an intense feeling. 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 emotion a subjective response or reaction as to a person or situation it is a subjective response what is the word subjective means deriving from an individual viewpoint or bias prejudice if your emotion is subjective because it focuses on you and what you feel and what your pain is and how you don't like it what blah blah then and you base your decision on your little petty self Then you never see the big picture. And there's always another picture bigger than the way you think and the way you feel. Yes, sir. Isn't there? Yes, sir. But look how many of us are lost in subjective reasoning based upon emotion, which is our narrow bias. Well, I don't like them. Why? They're from Mississippi. but why you don't like people from Mississippi well well what well it's the accent it's the accent (laughs) people got stupid reasons I don't like this brother why he's too black And every time he'd come around, i just freeze. Why are you freeze? Too black. Now, you know some of us think like that? That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Look at that high yellow nigger. Mm-mm-mm. That's ugly. Why you don't like him? He too yellow. Paracon knew I was talking about it so he even got him a tan. (laughs) (laughs) Subjective. Emotional. Madness. God, they say, is no respecter of persons. He doesn't deal on color or race or sex. He got a law. He got truth. And he deals with his law and truth. And then there are layers of law. Like there are layers of atmosphere. There are laws and there are laws. There's a higher law and there's a, another law that masters function. There's another law. Then there's another law. But the highest of all laws is God Himself. He is the law. Huh? Oh, brother and sister, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yes. Yes, now, let's look at how emotion messes up the best of people. In the Quran, everybody all right? Yes, sir. Allah says in the Quran, He's talking to the angels now. He said, Look, I am going to place a ruler in. The earth. He's letting somebody know what he's planning to do. And the angel said, Will you place in it such as make mischief in it and shed blood? And we celebrate thy praise and extol thy holiness. Now they are reading right. The ruler is going to create mischief, but they're questioning God as to why you're going to bring a ruler on the earth that's going to create mischief. Because mischief is not good, bloodshed is not good. The angels want to know God, why are you permitting this? He said, I know what you know not. Listen to that answer. I know what you know not. What is he telling the angels? Trust me. I see further than you. I know better than you. You see, right? The ruler is going to create mischief and cause the shedding of blood. But I see the end of that. Trust me. Walk with me to get to the end of the mischief and the end of the bloodshed. And you will be rewarded for walking with me. I know what you know not then he makes a man and he teaches the man and he makes the man wise and then he tells the angels bow down to the man and all of the angels bowed except one he was proud let's look at the word proud most of us have pride Proudness is a state of mind based upon one's perception of one's self. Good God Almighty, we're in trouble now. I perceive myself to be such and such and so and so. How dare you talk to me like that? See? State of mind that's an emotion pride is an emotion that comes up from your perception of who you are and how you should be treated and anybody that don't treat you like you think you should be treated then that thing comes up in your mind and then you begin to get real nasty acting, throw your weight around pride in position i'm the minister i'm the captain i'm the secretary i'm the vice president you should not talk to me like that i'm the vice president i'm the this i'm the that don't 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 even look at me like that don't 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 get yourself to get yourself together now (laughs) due to your own view of who you are and how you should be treated yes. therefore you can't take nothing from nobody because you are arrogant yes. this proud one was one of the disbelievers he didn't believe in god's own wisdom in making a man from dust so god asked him a What hindered you That you did not submit When I asked you to And he said I'm better than he I am better That state of mind Makes a devil That's an emotion Based upon your view Of yourself Now that's one problem Let's go over here to the 18th chapter of the Quran is called Moses travels in search of knowledge y'all alright yes. Yes, sir. now <clears throat> a man wanted to follow a wise man he Moses said to the wise man May I follow you that you may teach me of the good you have been taught? Now, many of you that hear the wisdom of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad coming from one of his students, you are really knocked out over the wisdom. And I don't blame you because it is powerful. And it really belongs to all of you. All of you, brothers. All of you, sisters. And I'm so happy to impart as much as I can to all of you so you can be wise and powerful. Many of the brothers say, Can I follow you that you may teach me of the good you have been taught? That's what this Moses said to the wise man. Look at what the wise man said. You can't have patience with me. what do you mean patience what do you mean I can't have patience with you in order to be patient you got to be able to suffer long with something or someone Moses said you cannot I mean the wise man said to Moses you can't have patience with me Then he asked him a question and how can you have patience in that? whereof you don't have a comprehensive knowledge? You can't be patient with things that you don't have a good knowledge of But you know what? They're dealing with knowledge But the man didn't have knowledge, he didn't have faith either. Because you don't always know, but if you believe, you will walk on until knowledge comes. We're dealing now with knowledge. He said, well, you can't have patience with that, but you don't have a comprehensive knowledge. And then Moses said if Allah please you will find me patient neither shall I disobey you in anything then the wise man said if you would follow me question me not about anything until I myself speak to you about it don't question me now walk with me and don't bother me with questions until I raise the thing to you Moses agreed to the term and you know what They set out, and they embarked in a boat. And the man put a hole in the boat. you're in a boat, and a man put a hole in the boat. (laughs) Moses couldn't wait to ask him. And he wasn't patient at all. He said, have you made a hole in it to drown us? You surely have done a grievous thing now look at what he's accusing the wise men are doing look at the word grievous 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 what is a grievous thing a thing that brings grief it's a thing that produces loss and brings about grief as a result of loss the man got a boat. We in the boat. You putting a hole in the man's boat. The man agreed to give you a ride. You drilling a hole in the boat. What's wrong with you? Isn't that normal that you would think like that? Show you how emotion will mess you up. He got emotional. It's a grieving. See, grief is an emotion. Loss. I'm suffering loss. Oh, I can't. Oh, an emotion gets over you. Look at this man. He put a hole in the boat. I can't (laughs) swim. The wise man said, did I not say you couldn't have patience with me? He said, oh, blame me not for what I forgot. And don't be hard on me for what I did. I'm sorry. So they went on. The wise man let him come. They met a little boy. And the wise man slew the boy. Killed him. Moses said wait a minute (laughs) Have you slain an innocent person not guilty of slaying nobody? Now it ain't grievous no more you did a horrible thing See when you're emotional and don't have a lot of knowledge you start making judgment That's a grievous thing you did That's a horrible thing you did because you don't know What are you judging from you see something? It don't look good, it's a hole in the boat. You did it. Grievous. Here's a little boy, you killed the boy. Terrible, horrible. I regret the day I ever thought to follow a man like you. (laughs) The wise man said, did I not say to you that you couldn't have patience with me? Now that wise man either must have known what he was doing. But Moses was falling so emotional, he couldn't follow well. <laughs> well, they went on. They came to a people of a town. They asked the people for food. But they refused to entertain the people, entertain the wise man and Moses as guests. And as they walked on, they found a wall which was on the point of falling so the wise man put the wall into a right state. Moses said, if you had wished, you could have gotten paid for that. You asked them for some food, they didn't want to feed you. You see a wall broke down, you go fix the wall. You didn't even ask the people for some food and some money. You see us here hungry? What the hell is wrong with you? Are you wise or fool? <laughs>
5: of
1: course I'm adding to it, you know what I mean, but that's... <laughs>
0: Make
1: That's the Negroes popping up out of the book <laughs> So the wise man said Well this is the parting between me and you We're going we're gonna to break company now And let me tell you something brothers and sisters When you deal emotionally When you're trying to follow God At a certain point You're going to have to part company with God And God will part company with you Because God ain't never dealing on emotion. There's a practical wisdom in everything that he does.
0: Wow, we're going to start right there. There's a practical wisdom in everything that he does. Now, if that is the mind of God, how far off are we? Of being practical, having a practical wisdom in everything that we do. I know I got a lot of growing in that area in a certain in a few areas. Practical wisdom, not just guessing, but practical wisdom. Press the number three if you have anything that you would like to share, uh, over on the Zoom call. Anything stood out to somebody on this part two. We might be we might got four parts of this now that I'm thinking about. Sister Brianna, come on down.
4: So, well, Aslam alaykum, everyone. Well, wow, this was a good message. But the one thing that he said that stood out, I've heard it before, but it just hit different today, is why does he give us a square mileage? Because it's ours. And I've heard that part before. But when he said, how come when you get an apartment, they give you the square foot? Because they want you to know what is yours. Like I don't know, that just set off a fire in my brain today, and that is something I'm going to share with people today because it just helps it uh, relate more. It it brings it. I don't want to say down, but it it just lets it be more digestible. Hmm. So I don't know why I hit so hard today, but it did. All right, that's all.
0: <laughs> Praise be to Allah. That made me think about something. I just want to remind everybody about. Uh, I know many of us have said, you know, man, I've seen this lecture, man. It's one of my favorite ones. And I know we got many lectures like that. Many of us have many books like that, that we we feel like we've already read. But what I want us to uh, think about is we see things differently when we go through things in our life. We hear things differently when we go through different things in our life. So a lecture that we heard three years ago, if we was to listen to it right now with new things that we've gone through, we will probably hear something slightly different we would think that man did somebody add something to this video did somebody add a page into this video uh, into this book so i want us to continuously go over what we think we already know because as we navigate through life our our minds will pick up on certain things based on what we're dealing with it's kind of like when we get a car if you was to buy a new car or you was to drive a new car or rent a new car Um, You start to notice the car everywhere. But before you even got in that car, you never noticed that car. You know, I got in, uh, had a a, a chance to drive a Tesla not too long ago. I wasn't consciously seeing the Tesla uh, until I got it. Now I've seen that car driving by all the time. So same thing with our particular uh, uh, lives. I, I tell people that, you know, some people that I'm close with, you know, when they're going through things, this is the time to get into them lectures. This is the time to get deeper into the books. This is not a time to say, oh, man, let me take a break, man. Let me just get to myself and just don't do." You know, I ain't got time. No, this is the time to go deeper into the lecture. This is the time to really go to the study groups because certain things are going to pop up off the page because now I'm going through a difficulty. Now, this is a medicine for us who are going through things. So, oftentimes when you're not going through nothing and you now you you happy, so now you want to study. Um, You know, you're going to get something out of it But when you're going through that pain, man, you hear it differently You you read it and you receive it differently uh, Because it's a medicine for those times So I just want to give a little reminder of that Just in case anybody um had that thought of when you're going through stuff You kind of get away from studying I think that's the time to get deeper into your study um, Brother King Cam alaikum
2: Waalaikumsalam um, what I was reminded of in this lecture from the minister was the practicality of the teachings, and specifically of the lessons. The minister went in and was breaking down the, uh, breaking down the lessons and, uh, you know, the actual facts. But, you know, he was able to break it down and really show us the practicality of how we can apply it into our lives. And one of the things that he mentioned was for you to go into your lessons and to find the principle, go into the lessons and then find that principle and then how did that principle operate within our lives today? And I thought that was extremely valuable because, you know, we sometimes we look at stuff. And we, we look at it as, oh, that was back in the past. That was old. That was history, kind of the way we read the scripture. Oh, that was old. That was back when Prophet Muhammad was among us. Oh, that was back when Jesus was, was walking the earth and things like that. But we don't look at the principle. And I, and I believe you said this the other day on the power call about taking the principles that you read in the scriptures and in the lessons and then see how it applies to self and from there be able to take it and use it and make it functional so that was one of the things and and it's funny because i think black people use that principle of putting people out without even knowing it that's the, that's the mind of god to put people out when they become unruly and and uh and disagreeable within your household i think we just automatically do that but that just shows you how connected we are uh with the god when we already moving on that on that principle but I just, uh, again, from the minister teaching on message to, the, from, uh, message to the black man and then in this particular lecture coming out of the supreme wisdom, it shows how much we've been given with just that. The supreme wisdom and message to the black man, you can te- teach lectures on lectures on lectures and get monumental wisdom from this th- just those two pieces and it just shows how much value uh, the teachings are to us in our lives. So,
0: that's what I wanted to say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For example, I'm looking at our. Supreme wisdom here, and we look at uh, why did we run Yakub and his made devil from the root of civilization? Many of us got businesses, many of us got households, many of us got organizations, many of us got groups. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of the part. I, I just wanted to touch on that first part. But the answer for that first part was because they had started making trouble among the righteous people telling lies. Telling lies. They accused the righteous people causing them to fight and kill one another. Now, you may not be in a situation where somebody is killing physically, but are they killing the spirit? So whoever is doing that, they you you have to run that particular person away, uh, even if they're in your own home. We heard the minister talk about God being mathematical, not emotional. So I I I love this lecture because this is one of the lectures that uh kind of kind of brought not necessarily the lessons, but well yeah, brought the lessons to modern time for me. Because when you first come in, it's like, okay, you remember your lesson. You strive to remember them by heart or da 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 And it's like, okay, you know, you hear your 5% brothers and they quoting and they doing their thing and they doing the mathematics. And it's like, whoa, that's just live. Man, I never heard nothing. But then it's like, okay, but how do I apply it? So now when I hear the minister speak about, okay, the principle of this and then how can we use this, this thinking, the thinking Uh, of how to apply this to modern times is it makes it makes it easy to understand uh why it's given um but also what it does for me is make me think about okay this is talking about what happened why do we run why do we do this why do we keep this but oh okay well how can i look at the bible like this well how can i look at the quran like this Okay, when I'm reading this story, okay, this ain't something that just applies fourteen hundred or two thousand years ago. Oh, let me see how this principle can apply to my life. And that's how we can use the scripture to navigate uh, through our lives versus looking back two thousand years ago and only thinking this is something from two thousand years ago. But it may be a principle story metaphor allegory that applies to my life right now. So it's teaching me how to think and uh sometimes what to think so uh it, it 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 breaks down how the books can be of guidance because if we don't know how and we think it's just history just because it's history then some of us would uh think that it's just useless but it's only because of the way that we're looking at it uh from the angle uh brother wesley
3: Salaam alaikum, family um i I love this lecture so much as well, especially when he spoke on the, the prodigal son, because I, I really went through that. So um, I was when I was 18, going on 19, thinking that I, I knew myself, uh, making money for myself and buy my own car and not realizing the advantages I had because I was at home with my father and my mother. My father actually did put me out. And I went five years being emotional about that decision, thinking like, "Who who? how can you just put your son out? I'm your only child. And, and all of these emotional things and having to now. Work through shedding off all of those bad decisions that I made because of my dissension from what I knew was right. And because of being emotional and that understanding what the the reason why he was doing that was to show me you you were taking advantage of a situation. You weren't really looking at what you were really appreciative of. So just listening to this lecture and being able to, excuse me, being able to hear it again, it always reminds me of, you, you got to rise up out of your emotions to ascend. And as you allow your emotions to control you, you go down and descend into disbelief. You descend down into hypocrisy if you allow your emotions to take over. So as we are rising into that mind of God and understanding those principles like you were speaking on, we take those emotions off. We're able to get from that belief up into knowing, which is what we all are striving to do and, and, start, and, and being a believer and then being a knower. So I just wanted to share that point as well.
0: Praise be to Allah. Powerful. Uh, Brother Martin. Some like um. Praise be to Allah. I got a new phone
5: and didn't know how to work it. And I know you was calling on me the other day, but praise be to Allah. Allah's God. Um, to Brother Wesley's point, I actually had to experience that as well with my son. And I actually had to put him out. But he came back and, and he thanked me for doing that because he's fine and doing well now. And he thanked me that by doing that, had not I did that, he would not have spread his wings and blossomed into the beautiful young man that he is today. But I pressed three today because I wanted to read the bottom of page 52 in Closing the Gap real quick if you don't mind and it says so i would imagine that in order to perceive anything correctly we must first check the state of mind we are in then ask ourselves how much we do know about that which we are looking at how deep is our knowledge of this thing how deep is our understanding of its purpose and when we can answer those questions properly then we can say whether we perceive or misperceive reality. And the last thing on the top of page 53, I don't know how anyone can perceive reality properly without a Allah God. The God-conscious individual is less likely to misperceive reality than one who forsakes Allah God. When we forsake Allah God, we forsake him who is the only reality and, to, and the creator of that which we are trying to perceive. Some well, like
0: alaykum. salam. Thank you, sir. Sister Kavar. Sister Kavar. Going once. I'm sorry, yes sir.
6: yes sir i'm sorry i was trying to get back i was multitasking to get out of here today but okay so oh my god this is such a beautiful beautiful study um it was a few things so i'm going to just try to put it all in a paragraph and hit every point when he said um the thinking of the mind of god why ask why so we have to get into once we start asking why we have to get into the motives and the purpose, and a lot of times we do make decisions. So when I guess when you look at um, the frequencies of words, and if we look at um, just okay, you got upset or something, and you say, "Well, how could you do that to me? How could you?" So you be like, "The how? Okay, that's emotional. That's subjective. Did you see what you did? What would make you do that?" You know, that could even be the what. That could be kind of subjective and you know what I did for you or whatever, you know, just thinking about the emotions. But then even when you just say why, why, it's like you really are trying to get into the motive and the purpose and really try to understand. And so I just thought of that like, wow, just practical everyday stuff. When you say now, why would a person now, why would he do that? You know you really trying to figure, even if you're upset about it, you have some hope, but you're really trying to figure out well why she why would she do that? But when you be like, how could you do it? That's like a whole different type of thing in my opinion. Mm. So then also, um, I see what he says the, you get to the reasoning and then he started talking about um, the, the principal battle when he was talking about Saddam Hussein was the war with God and devil. And I know that we are now in the war of Armageddon. So the war of God and the devil is the war of Armageddon, but it starts with self. It starts with that God or devil within ourselves. And then of course we have the outer enemy, God and devil, that war. Um, The last thing was about, okay, so now once you have that, once you have that, um, war with themselves, then that's where you know the um disappointment comes in and you're warring with yourself. And then depending on what side you are on, if you become disappointed, then you can become like Iblis Because the angels they asked why. So they did they they asked why would you do this? You know, but it was Iblis bliss that became disappointed and decided and made a decision that he wasn't going to bow down. So he went to war with himself and said, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm better. And then finally, and this is the part that, you know, I think is really deep because we have to know when we are going to war with ourselves to slay the devil within, is that we are God's children of the most high God. And we have deceptive intelligence. And so we will do acts we will act in certain ways acts of kindness buy a certain coat like the minister said get waves. but we can be using deceptive intelligence we could be acting like an angel like he said bush was acting like an angel we can be acting because we know that act but what is the reason what is the motive what is the purpose behind what we do and that's how we get into the mind of god so that that's what i have to say this is powerful thank you for it
0: praise be to allah Sister Randisha Sister Randisha
7: Assalamu alaikum Zoom just kicked me off too but all praises due to Allah um I think I'll start off with brother Eric Thomas when he said you know it's your turn it's your, your time it's time for you be the best version of you. Be the best in the world because they treat you differently. Um, when his wife asked him, um, when his wife stated to him, I don't mind quitting. Do you have enough money? He said, I have a different drive. The reason some of us don't have the drive, is because we don't have the push. Then when his wife, I mean, then when he was talking to somebody and they said, you know, isn't that too expensive? He said, Nothing is too expensive when you want to see your wife live thirty plus years. He said when she took me in when I was homeless, hiding me, feeding me, person who made you go to college. Um you know, you have to rise to do what you have to do, but looking for someone to save you, you are your own superhero. I have the ability to do. I must it's not an option. Giving yourself an option um is room for us not to do. I was just thinking about just as internally as myself and as it relates to the message that the minister has stated. Um was that, but um, and the thinking of the mind of God, He put when you follow the truth and get it, it will get you in trouble. Makes you ask, why did I believe? Um, you know, cuteness ma- manifesting to pain. Um, sometimes we don't really understand like the pain that we're going through. I remember, you know, my mom just being on drugs all my life. Nobody else had a mom who was on drugs. You know, I live with my grandmother. You know, I was mistreated. And I just always thought God, like this just and I did ask why plenty of times. Like even when I would just open my diary the other day during when we was doing the Holy Quran reading, I just asked, like, oh my God, like I went through so much. But, you know, um in my pain, there's a story for somebody else. But um, Jesus, why have you forsaken me? I did feel forsaken, but now as I came into the nation, first let me say this, right? I didn't understand that the Was bearing me this moment although she was a drug addict my mom was very smart but never knew that she was bearing me for this moment she introduced me to some muslim sisters and then i joined the nation of islam and all praises due to Allah. as i'm still here but um god let him go all the way to the tomb and then showed a power i feel like god is working in my life right now even being on a power chat like we talk about power but how many of us have felt powerless how many of us have felt hopeless how many of us has felt like we have nobody so when I come to this group like I felt like I'm actually being empowered by my sisters and my brothers and just you know just getting the knowledge from all of those but God is making somebody if you want to be in here of what I am here to you have to come and follow me um I felt like you know is that sometimes we never want to follow we always want to lead and sometimes we're not submissive and knowing when to follow so remember that game when you're younger, follow the leader? Like, it was always somebody that messed up because they just didn't know how to follow. They always wanted to be that leader. And sometimes it takes practice to actually be that leader in order to follow. So when the minister said, lost found lesson number one, student. Are you a student? And don't that, and don't a student have an assignment? When you are one, I mean, when you come into the nation, you receive the student enrollment. You are in as a student. The class is headed by God. Um, that was very powerful for me, very powerful to me that not everybody is able to go to the school of God. So I just thought that those were some of the key points that actually just stood out to me. It was a lot more, but I also wanted to say as I end, if you want to hide something from a black man, you hide it in a book. But if you want to hide Jesus from the black man, you hide him in the hood. So I just want us to know that you know the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, as taught by, I mean. You know, Master Farah Muhammad as taught by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Like this is not a um a plaything, and we have to realize that the man that we have in our midst, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he's been hiding amongst us, and if we really don't know who he is, then you know we'll be joining lately. So, awesome, Lakon.
0: What Lakon Salam, Sister Golda.
8: assalamu family. Um, one thing that stood out to me the most was the why when he was saying to know the actual facts. But now when you get to the Supreme wisdom lessons, it's why. And that's something that I had to embody as the parents is allowing my children to ask why, because we're raised not to question our parents. Why? Because I told you so. We're raised not to question even in church why things are happening. But when we look at the society society, the reality is that white children and their education is more superior than the inner city black brown children's education. And one of the main reasons why is because of that objective versus subjective. They're they're, they're raised to be able to ask why. Like, um, you know, Lean on Me is a popular movie, right? And what he did was great. He increased their test scores, and they were able to pass the standardized testing. But the problem is, that actually was a disservice to our people. So they did that with a lot of those P whatever P5P, whatever schools in New York, they did that with all of our schools all over the country, they teach you to take a test, but you don't know why that's the answer. You just know that's the answer. So now you have black and brown children who don't know why anything is what it is. So now you're a robot. Whereas the white schools, because I went to high school in a predominantly white area, most of our exams are subjective. You have a question and you write an essay. So that means that now you're asked to think why, how, when, you know, you're creating a thesis, you're creating a subject matter you're now actually being taught to think and white people are taught to think in this country, whereas black people are taught to answer. And so when we look at when he says the why, when they're asking the why, I think that not even just in our spirituality or in our lessons as people in the nation of Islam, or as we're learning to be better Muslims, but even as parents, we've got to start really making sure we allow our children to ask why. When I tell my children something and they say, why, I'm explaining why. So now you know the purpose of what I'm telling you. So when you get older, you can start thinking more critically about everything in life. And so I think that why is so important because that is one of the things that's told, that has held us back um, when we just look in societal terms as far as how our education system is. That's why our people are so easily controlled because they don't, they're not really taught to think critically. They're taught to follow. You put something in front of them and they'll follow. You put Nicki Minaj and all the city girls in front of them, they don't follow because they're not taught to, to, to reason. They're not taught to see, why are they putting this in front of me? They're just taught that this is in front of me and this is what I'm going to do. So that's that's that was a big takeaway for me when I even first heard this. Was why we need to know why we're doing things because that is going to elevate our thinking to to be able to maneuver in the society. So that's, that was my takeaway. That's Malika.
0: Well, thank you. We got uh, sister Brianna again.
4: Yes, that's like Ah. For some reason, this came to my head and I had to share it. Um, I'm reading one of the books I'm reading right now is The Black Woman, The the Second Self of God by Brother Nari Muhammad. Amazing book. Now, let me actually pull over real quick because I just want to read this little paragraph. Um, We're talking about lessons, we're talking about principles. And information is very important, especially where you get your information from. So, this little paragraph talks about the Bible. And it goes like this. Well, when a man is to interpret the word of God and he is going to give a version of it, we must ask, what type of man is he? How does he think? How does he function? What type of life does he live? How moral is he? How righteous is he? Because if he is immoral, low down and filthy, then his immorality can be spiritual obstruction to his view when he gives his version. It is a fact that King James was a homosexual. He engaged in sexual intercourse with his mother and was a slave trader. One cannot be debauchery, filth, sin, and be in a state of mind of total immorality uh, and give an accurate version of the word of God. His immorality blocked his view when he authorized the translation of the Bible. The Bible is not in its original form. Therefore, the Holy Quran had to be revealed. Because I always get that question. People are like, oh, well, it came afterwards. Yeah, but it also took him seven years to write the book, 54 people uh, working on it, William Shakespeare is one of them, and they're all, all the books aren't even there. So that just made me think about information is, in, is important, uh, knowledge is in power, applied knowledge is power, but the right knowledge, and who are you getting it from? Because most people, when they read the Bible, right, because we read Bibles as well, one of the versions, in the most popular version is the King James Version, but he wasn't a moral man. That's all
0: i gotta say <laughs> yes ma'am thank you sister Kavai.
6: yes sir i'm so grateful for um sister golda i wanted to add to the comment that she was giving which was such a beautiful comment on that question why and the expansion of the mind to actually knowing purpose and teaching our children I also wanted to add, when the minister was saying that, you know, the final law is um, Allah himself, God himself, and that there's layers to everything, and even with asking why, there's a layer. So the minister said, first, they gave us the actual facts. That's that's the student enrollment. That's the first thing. you got to get out of the orientation. You have to recite, you know, the actual facts and the student enrollment. And then really you don't have to really know all of it why this or so whatever but you have to memorize so you have to have that meat. Um and then you go on to the why and I say that because you know a lot of times the Quran says we didn't differ to knowledge came. And sometimes the knowledge can and we're, if we're not prepared and ready for it, if we try to get the why before time, it could be real messed up. And that is what happened with Moses walking with the with the wise man. So he was going to give him the why. He was going to tell him. He said, but don't ask me why until I first speak of it. Because he knew at a certain point, then the, the person can grow into comprehensive knowledge. You can grow into faith. You can grow into belief. But if you ask beforehand, then you're going to be asking like the sister who just said, maybe from a, 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 a different perspective. You're going to be asking for a perspective that may not be where the wise man is at, and it's just like really when you think about rearing children. So um, the first thing is discipline. You can't have your child. They want to ask you why. Why is because at that at a certain age, because if your child is getting ready to go and touch the stove, the fire, you can't tell them don't touch the fire. Why? You know, a, 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 a nine month old. Well, because what will happen is this, that, the other. You just say don't do it and you expect your child to hear and obey for their own safety. Now, it's a different subject if you asking a 14-year-old and the 14 year old saying, Well, Ma, why can't no, don't touch that stove. That's fire. Don't touch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was just thinking about those levels that the minister says and even the Quran, it says, Why ask about stuff that if you give an answer will trouble you, will bother you. I'm not quoting it exactly but it's a quote in the Quran. So I think that there has to be balance there. And the last thing is, uh, Brother Ben, you have been on discipline. So in a lot of cases, we want to, we get stagnant on questions because we don't have the discipline just to do and then grow into the knowledge. So I wanted to share that.
0: Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, I think that is it, family. I appreciate everyone. Uh, somebody said I may not agree with everything, but the discipline of the Nation of Islam is what. Hey, you ain't got to get no disclaimer. We don't be doing that to anybody else. Hey, man, I don't agree with everything that this newspaper be putting out, but man, that one part in that news, we ain't got to get, we ain't got to get no, 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 no disclaimers to, uh, you know, acknowledge one another. I don't agree with everything that my mama said. Uh, I don't be like, man, I don't agree with everything that my mama said, boy, but I sure love my mama. No, we ain't got to do that to each other. I ain't got to say, man, I don't agree with everything that the church say. But, man, that Baptist preacher that once, I'm going to just say, man, that Baptist preacher, boy, he was on it today. I ain't got to get no disclaimers. So now we're going to start showing love without disclaimers. Yeah, brother Wesley, we just gonna set on the best part of the printer. We ain't gonna bring up. Yeah, we don't bring up that about our about our wives and our husband. Man, I showed on the man, I showed on like everything my husband be doing, boy. But I showed love. No, you just say, man, hey, I love him. We ain't gotta let nobody. We ain't gotta let the world know that there's certain things we disagree. Now we just gonna let the world know that we support each other. No disclaimers needed. So that's what I'm going to end off with, family. I thank y'all for coming on this morning. I'll see y'all tomorrow morning. Assalamu alaikum.